So earlier we spoke to education expert Jonathan Janssen about the academic year. I thought it would also be a good idea for us to chat to uh, principals or educators in terms of their experiences this past year. I'm going to speak to them individually because uh, there's some issue with the line on my side. Um, and I want to start off with Anthea Adriansa, who is the principal of the Dana Prim- uh, Primary School out in Lotus River. Anthea, good morning and thank you so much for your time. Good morning, Gulam, and good morning to all the listeners, and thank you for the opportunity to be on the show. Listen, can I just say at the offset, Anthea, you so I have that principal voice, eh, to make you feel very <laughs> comfortable and, you know, welcoming. <laughs> I want to be back in grade one, you know. Um, Anthea, let's, let's start off. 2020 has definitely been a very challenging year, especially for the education system as well, you know, um, in particular uh, our learners. Now, the Dana Primary School and as the principal for that school, Anthea, what has been some of the challenges for you? Kulam, um, I think to start um, off by saying that our school is situated in Lotus River and it caters for a varied community. Our learners come from the farm areas, Oliboom Road, Carp Kral. We have learners from the informal settlements of Jim Sabos, um, Igoli, and Pumlani, and then the others would live around the areas and then also as far afield as Pelican Park, mm. which is a few kilometers away. So the greatest challenge for us is that many in our community do not have access to um, cell phones, communication, and getting messages across was an absolute challenge for us in terms of informing parents what is happening and then also, of course, arranging um, for, the, for parents to be able to pick up work packs so that learning could continue during this time. Mm. And let's talk about, you know, so, so now... You, okay, we spoke about the lockdown to happen, learning packs and all that kind of stuff, right? But surely there were those parents or those learners who were very, very, you know, um, paranoid and rightfully so, you know, because of we started learning and using words more like comorbidities, um, you know, and, and we, we learned more about the virus as we went along. Was your, was your attendance rate, you know, was that affected? Well, definitely it was affected. There are a number of um, learners, and even still, um, up until the end of this year, a lot of, um, quite a few of our learners that never returned to school. And that some of that is based on the fact that the parents didn't want to send the children back to school. Um, not a huge percentage, I think probably about under 10%. Um, and then the others would basically be because of lack of communication, not being able to access them because they're on the far line areas so um yes so in terms of the the, the community um it wasn't such a huge um i would say we parents did not want to send the children yeah. we did not have many learners or parents who applied for um, learners to be exempted because of comorbidities mm. so it didn't really affect us in such a way so our poor attendance was basically Mm. in terms of learners and parents sending the children to school. Let's talk about the minister's announcement yesterday. What's your take on that? Well, um, I think the minister is quite clear and rightfully so that um, the next three years are going to be a very big challenge for all schools. So being at a primary school and particularly looking at our foundation phase, 
our grade ones, especially who have not been exposed to most of the work that should have been covered this year, most of the skills that should have been started off and then built on in next year. So um, it is quite concerning that there's now going to be a learning gap and that I think for the next three years, maybe even more, that is going to um, affect the learners in terms of their academic um, achievements. But more so is the concern of our learners with barriers. Learners who are competent, learners who have support systems at home could possibly still, you know, very quickly, you know, they can pick up. But it's the learners in our um, context where there's no parental guidance, there is no um, stimulation. Those are the learners that I don't think three years is going to be enough. I think this is a lasting impact that's going to be on their, um, mm. their future in education. But um, I think they spell out what is um, needed, what the approach that needs to be taken. And um, I agree fully that we would need to trim the curriculum in terms of focusing on the fundamentals in that which is needed um, in terms of the content knowledge, but mostly the skills, because content is one thing, but having the skills. Yeah. is most important. Okay, Andrea, let's leave it at um, Anthea, let's leave it at that. Hope you're going to have a blessed festive season and a good um, race so that you can take on 2021 you know, um, with everything that you have, you and the staff, have a blessed festive season. Thank you for your Thank time. Thank you so much. Thanks, bye-bye. Thank you, I also Thank want you, bye. to I also want to bring in uh, the principal, Rushda O'Shea who is the principal of St. Susie Girl, um, Girls High, just to get her take as well. Rushda, thank you for your time this morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me this morning. Rishna, let's look at, um, you know, uh, 2020. Talk to us uh, about your challenges that uh, that you were faced with. Um, my challenges was a little bit easier than Anthea and many schools on the Cape Flats. As you know, we are in Newlands and we are a small school and it's a girls' school. So our challenges was more dealing with anxieties and fears of not only learners and parents, but staff as well, because this was unknown to all of us. You know, normally you teach, you open a textbook, it tells you what to do. There was no textbook for this. So at the beginning, we were unsure, but we had set our minds to the fact that we need to teach. We were, and what worked for us, and we were fortunate was that our school uses devices such as uh, tablets, which is compulsory. Mm. Um, so it was up to parents to ensure that they had data and Wi-Fi, which is also a challenge for some of my students. But my teachers was prepared. So 1st of April, we started online teaching. Nice. And we worked with WhatsApp, and, you know, we tried... However, it wasn't as successful as we would have hoped it would be. We could see the gaps when our kids returned. So, you know, it, it, it wasn't easy. It was new. It was scary. It was yeah. frightening. But, you know, we never gave up. I was actually laughing at one stage in April, May. Teachers were actually offline arguing over what time can they get the matric class? What time can I get the grade <laughs> 11 class? I don't want them late in the day. They're going to be too tired. Yeah. So, we, you know, there was non-stop communication from our side with our learners. Yeah. Let's look at the, um, you know, the, the so now when the learners now started coming back to school, I think it was in the third term, they, they started coming in gradually. You know, what, yeah. was, what was the attendance um, rate like at the time? 
Um, we actually had a very good attendance rate. I've actually, because we're such a small school and, and, and we have so many classes and teachers, we actually applied for, you know, the deviation, which means I brought kids back earlier because we were ready. Uh, we had adhered to all the COVID protocols. We got our kids back and you could, and parents sent their kids back. We had a 3% um, decrease in our numbers, but these kids have not dropped out per se. They have opted for homeschooling because of comorbidities or parents' fears and so forth. So we were ready and, and, we, and we received our kids and they came to school, largely also because parents were also um, worried about the education of their children, you know, and, and we sort of promised them that we would look after their kids and we would, you know, make sure that all protocols are observed. It was very tiring on us as a staff, but we managed um, you know, we didn't have one COVID case at school. We've never had to close the school right. because we reinforced and we were literally teachers and policemen and counselors and everything all mm. in one go mm. every day at school to ensure that everybody followed the protocol and teaching and learning happened. We did not cut out uh, our time. We started at 8 and finished at 3. Matrix was there every day, grade 11 and 9, three days a week. So we tried to get as many kids back uh, for as long as possible because we knew the consequences of them not seeing us on a daily basis face-to-face. Mm. Because it's really a challenge. Not all kids are good with online. I mean, being a mom myself, I saw how my son struggled with this online. A lot of kids need us in front of them teaching them, talking to them, encouraging them, motivating them face-to-face. So that was our experience at Sanssouci. But it also sounds like you, like, like you mentioned, I mean, you were policemen, you were all that, you know, and it sounded like you had, you know, most of your ducks in the row, which is, which is great. Let's, I need to wrap up, but I also wanted to, to, to share comment with regards to the minister's approach and the address that she did, delivered yesterday. What's your take on that? Yeah, um, it's, it's going to be, like Andrew said, a long-term um, thing. I am, we are anxiously waiting to see what is, you know, what is going to be trimmed because they have to trim some content so that we can get the basics and the fundamentals, right? Right. The challenge is going to be bigger for my primary school colleagues because, rightfully, like they said, they need to teach the foundation. We build on that foundation at high school. Yeah. So the challenge is going to be huge for them and, you know, we, but we can only do this together, and I hope that the you know the authorities and the education department realizes that and do trim some of the things in the curriculum, so that the main things, the basic skills, can be emphasized. Mm. I feel for the little ones, and I actually feel for the parents as well because they're not teachers. I mean, that was all on the shoulders of myself, my staff, and the thousands of teachers out there to fill this gap. You know, mm. it's going to be hard going forward. And I just feel for my colleagues and especially the kids as well, because now they're going to be sort of, you know, this, this download of, of, of knowledge and information that they have to take. And our kids are not all ready and they don't all have the necessary support systems in place. They don't come from the best of homes where, you know, this extra attention and, you know, everything else is needed from them and you know so it's going to be it's going to be difficult it's not going to be easy but we look forward to it i think and this is what we are there for right. we are there to make a difference and to make a change and to recover from mm. this pandemic
Rishda O'Shea, Principal at Sinsusi Girls High. Thank you very much for your time uh, this morning and all of the very best. We'll definitely be keeping our eye in terms of the education um, you know, systems here in South Africa and in the Western Cape as we keep an eye a little bit closely at home. Thank you very much for your time and to you and your team and uh, well done you know, for 2020 and we wish you everything of the very best for 2021 and hope you have a good break. Yeah, thank you so much. It's needed by all of us. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, so. Thank you. Thank bye you. bye. It's going to 13 minutes to the hour.